0: Hey, everyone, and welcome to the NFL Roadshow Fantasy Friday Edition. Taking a look at the week 10 slate and trying to help you figure out where you can go to maximize your weekly total. Maybe make some money in daily, whatever floats your boat. I won the DFS competition last week on DirecTV's Fantasy Zone channel, and let me tell you, it was a long time coming. I am, without a doubt, the most obnoxious person when I went on that show. And I am also the worst loser when it goes in another direction. So it's been a much better week for me in that regard. Uh, Not so much in other areas. I got to tell you, I've had a sick kid here in the house. It's just a cold, not COVID. You know, you got to do all the tests now so that you know. Um, But a sick four-year-old that cannot go to school and is around all week long is a lot. So I'm looking forward to Sunday, partially for the games, primarily because (laughs) It's going to give me the opportunity to get out of my house and go on a short mom vacation where no one coughs in my face. Um, now, as for the games, there are a lot of good ones this week. Seven Sunday and Monday games that I circled as games I was legitimately looking forward to for various reasons, mostly because I think that they'll be competitive and also good, right? As opposed to competitive because both teams suck. Uh, the ones I circled are Falcons-Cowboys, which has a 54 and half point total Browns Patriots, both teams looking better than they have all year long, and I'm super curious to see if Cleveland continues on that trajectory without Odell. Saints Titans should be good. Seahawks Packers, if Russell and Aaron are both back. Vikings Chargers has a 53 point total and tons of fantasy weapons. Chiefs Raiders is expected to go over 50, and Rams Niners is must-watch, in my opinion, primarily because of all the moves that LA is making, though it's unknown if any of their recent acquisitions will be on the field. Tampa Washington's also expected to go over 50 points. I didn't circle that one, though. I'm kind of going to be shocked if it's competitive, right? Like, Tampa's just going to roll. But because I said that, just watch. We're headed to overtime. Uh, Anyway, big news of the week. Rams going out and getting Odell, which I think is a smart move for them, just in the sense that more weapons is always better, especially in the postseason. I'm not 100% sure, though, that it's really going to be that big of a move from a fantasy standpoint. On the surface, it would appear to be an upgrade for Odell. I don't think many people would argue that Stafford's not a better quarterback than Baker, but frankly, I'm not totally sure that Baker is the only reason that Beckham didn't work in Cleveland. That offense in Cleveland looked great without Odell last week. Um, They looked pretty good down the stretch last year too when they didn't have him. So I will be watching to see if that continues um, down the stretch this year. And we'll see if Beckham can make his presence felt in L.A. They've already got a clear-cut one in Cooper Cup. I'm a little concerned as someone who has a few shares of Robert Woods about what this might mean for him. Um, And I think if you picked up Van Jefferson in the last couple of weeks, you might be out of luck. But again, from a real-world football standpoint, I think this is going to be fascinating to follow in the weeks ahead. And maybe more than anything, I'm fascinated by the way that the Rams front office is approaching everything right now. The whole roster-building concept. And if you haven't already listened, I highly recommend that you go back and listen to last week's episode with Jordan Rodrigue. She detailed their thought process when it comes to roster building and being aggressive and free agency and all of these things. Long story short, they do not think that they are sacrificing their future for their present. They think that they've come up with a sustainable model and she offered up pretty good explanations as to why. So if you, like me, are interested in the nuts and bolts of the offseason, free agency, and the draft, and how you build a team, I think that you will find that conversation worth a listen. In the meantime, though, how about some guys who can start for you this week in fantasy? Here's Michael Fabiano, my XM fantasy sports radio partner from Fantasy Dirt. Let's go ahead and break the huddle. I love right, let's go. Two on, two on, two. Ready? Three. Welcome back to fantasy dirt talking about our favorite matchup plays for week 10 going position group by position group. Um, there are four teams on a bye this week. It's the Bengals and the bears and the giants and the Texans from a fantasy oh standpoint. Mm-hmm. I mean, it takes a lot of people off the table, but in terms of like teams that you could get hit hard by, I guess the bears giants and Texans aren't really hurting you that much. Right? Like, yeah, they're yeah, I mean, that- I mean, there miss, are,
1: yeah, you missed the Bengals then. Uh, and that's probably but you miss the, the majority of it. Yes. Yes. Yeah. These last few
0: weeks have been pretty rough for them though. At the quarterback position, Mm -hmm. there are a a handful of guys at the top that have some pretty good matchups Brady versus Washington. You've got Justin Herbert versus Minnesota. So there are some guys that you're always going to play that are in some pretty good matchup situations this week. I will say Dak versus Atlanta is worth mentioning because Dak's coming off that awful game. Not that anybody's going to pull him out of their roster or anything like that, but in daily uh, this looks like a bounce back game against Atlanta. The Falcons long the third most fantasy points per game to quarterbacks. Trevor Simeon just blew him up for 249 and two touchdowns. And that's yep. Trevor Simeon. Um, no disrespect. Uh, I like Matt Ryan <laughs> this week. Matt Ryan has been I, yeah. playing really well.
1: I kind of do too, but he's just so hard to predict, right? I, I wrote it in stardom and sit him. Uh, he is a conundrum wrapped in a mystery. Because when we think the matchup is not favorable, like last week, he goes and has a big game. And when we think that the matchup is uh, one that you might want to avoid, I mean, he has been very hard to predict. But the Cowboys defense did not look good last week. Maybe there's going to be a bit of a, uh, uh, you know, a cry to uh, improve and learn from what happened last week. And they step it up a little bit. But, yeah, Ryan is a good play if you need a quarterback this week with four teams off.
0: Look, last week, yes, they were bad against Teddy Bridgewater, scored 21 points against them and all of that, but it wasn't just last week, right? Dallas is allowing the seventh most fantasy points to No, yeah, they
1: haven't been good. Right, yeah, they haven't been good against quarterbacks for the most part this year, yeah. I also
0: yep. think that Atlanta, frankly, I think they're going to be down. I think they're going to be throwing, and uh, Matt Ryan is actually playing really well, completing a high percent of passes and a high-volume offense. Like there's enough pieces there that I feel comfortable playing Matt Ryan and in daily at $6,000. I like that. Who do you like at quarterback?
1: Uh, Well, Stafford, boy, what happened last week, right? I mean, that was, uh, I I was at the Clippers game, right? I I took Matthew to, to the basketball game. And so I'm watching the results on my phone and I'm like, interception pick six, like what's going on, but keep the faith. Yeah. I know he had a stinker, you know, 13 points, but, the Niners' defense uh, has allowed six quarterbacks to score 19 plus points, uh, including five with over 20 and two with over 25. And then Derek Carr, who we, we kind of like too, right? I mean, he didn't really do much against the G-Men, but he's got the Chiefs. This is a big game for both teams. AFC West uh, rivalry. Remember the uh, the Raiders beat the Chiefs at Arrowhead last year, and you've got you've got Derek Carr. Uh, who's got a matchup against a defense that's allowed uh, five quarterbacks to score 19 plus points, including three who've gone over 30? So Derek Carr's in a good spot. Uh, Rhodes, you mentioned Carson Wentz, who's been playing very well lately, mm-hmm. uh, multiple touchdown passes in six straight games, and Matt Ryan. I also believe is a good play. Uh, not a guy that I'd be starting on a week to uh, on a week to week basis. Right, you're looking at him based on the matchups, but uh, yeah. with. With the four teams off and uh, coming off a big game, I think he could have a little more confidence in him. And again, as you mentioned, the Cowboys defense has not been tremendous against quarterbacks.
0: Look, so to go back to Carson against the Jaguars, he's QB 10 on the year. Carson went, what the heck? And he's QB two in the last three
1: weeks. No, he's been really good. He's been really good.
0: scored 17 points in all but one game this year. He's coming off a 24 point game against the Jets and the Jags are allowing the seventh most passing. What did we say in the game. preseason so-
1: lens, right? What do we play in th- he reunited with, uh, you know, w- with Frank Reich and it feels so good. That's the Ugh. best spot that he could have landed in. And now remember 2017 MVP type season before he goes out and gets his uh, knee blown out by the Rams. Right now he's back with Reich and they're making beautiful fantasy music together. And Holy cow. If Michael Pittman hasn't become a superstar.
0: Okay. So I'm going to say this about Derek Carr. Cause uh, I also agree. It's a great matchup. And mm-hmm. were this two weeks ago, I would a hundred percent feel comfortable firing up Derek Carr against Kansas city. Um, I don't love the offense right now. I think it looks very similarly constructed to the offense that they ran out there for the last two years, where we're going to see a lot of Waller. We're going to see a lot of Renfro. Right. We're going to see a lot of Josh Jacobs and that has not been, bode well for him from a fantasy standpoint or the offense as uh, you know in general so I know they have Deshaun Jackson out there and I also know that he left a lot of points on the field last week so uh, we can't just look at last week's fantasy output and say like this is what it's going to be moving forward a PFF had Mm -hmm. had him with 29.4 expected fantasy points last week because he was one and one for seven on throws to the end zone. So obviously Mm -hmm. there was opportunity there for him to put up a lot of points and then just Just didn't. I just don't love the way this offense looks. So I'm not sure he's going to smash in that spot. What about running backs that you like?
1: Uh, With James Conner, that's, I mean, he's the start of the week, Uh, 11 touchdowns this year. uh, No chase Edmonds. The matchup isn't even that great on paper. I don't care. I'm going with the volume. I'm going with the hot hand, the guy who's getting into the red zone uh, and punching it in for touchdowns. But you know how this season has gone. Like we we've been sort of, you know, thinking of Connor as a flex starter all season long because of the split in the backfield, and now Edmonds is gone and Connor is the guy. Watch, he stinks. Watch. Something'll happen, he's not gonna but you gotta play him. Uh Melvin Gordon, it's just, you know, my negative Nancy attitude sometimes at fantasy football. Uh Melvin Gordon. We thought that he was gonna lose the job uh to Javante Williams. He's not gonna lose the job to Javante Williams. He's been really good. Uh, in fact, he scored 17 plus points in two straight games. He's found the end zone four times since week seven, and you know the Eagles have given up the fourth most fantasy points per game. The running backs, so I like Gordon this week. Javante Williams also in the flex conversation. You mentioned Josh Jacobs against the Chiefs. Uh, they've allowed 16 plus fantasy points to seven different running backs this season. And Jacobs, I mean, he hasn't put up like eye popping numbers, Linz, but he's yep. been pretty good. His floor is not bad at all. Uh, and then Devin Singletary. Now, Zach Moss is in the concussion protocol. So if Zach Moss is a no-go this weekend, Devin Singletary is an RB2. The Jets have given up. Listen to this. They've given up the most fantasy points per game their running backs. 12 running backs have scored at least 15 points. 12! And they've already had their bye week. And five have gone over 20. That's bananas. Their defense is terrible. And I got to tell you this, and you could uh, agree with me here or disagree with me, Buffalo got embarrassed by the Jaguars last week. They're going to take it out on the jets. I think they're going to boat race this team.
0: I completely agree as well. Um, Jets also, by the way, in the last four weeks, averaging 49 points allowed to running backs. Oh, they're getting
1: crushed. That's crazy. So single
0: Singletary is like the guy who's getting all of it. And by the way, uh, eight targets, six attempts last week after Moss went out. Um, I like that work in the passing game. What about wide receivers that you like?
1: Well, we talked about Michael Pittman Jr. I mean, hes I, I liked him coming into the season. I didn't think it was going to be this good. Uh, I got to be honest with you. Uh, USC, go Trojans, right? So uh, gr- great matchup against the You know, the we, come huh? <laughs> we come through. Huh? Finally? come through. Well, yeah, typically, what? right. I mean, what? well, I, I, I used to have this conversation with Curtis Conway all the time talking about how USA wide receivers go to the pros and... Uh, 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 so, anyways, well, um, right, yeah, right. They do. Uh, Mike Williams. Oh, actually remember, uh, Mike Williams. They had a Mike Williams Stop there it. that, uh, did not do well with the Detroit Lions nope. in uh, the NFL. Uh, but this Mike Williams, he's been bad, right? Like this guy was a stud every week, 20, 20, 30. Yeah. He's like, Whoa, he's breaking out. Finally in this offense. Holy cow. A rough what stretch, a steal. Sure. In the last five games, he has failed to score more than 7.8 fantasy points, four times. He's been awful, but, but this is the elixir. It's the purple Woo! elixir. It's the yeah. Vikings crappy defense. They've given up the seventh most fantasy points of receivers. Six have gone over 100 receiving yards against them this year. A couple of weeks ago, they gave up 100 to both Amari Cooper and CeeDee Lamb. And who was the quarterback? Cooper Rush. How about the Cowboys? And then this past week, Hollywood Brown had a big game against them. So, I really yeah. like Mike Williams to bounce back. And I know people may have a little trepidation about starting him because he's been so bad. Start him this week. This is a really good spot. This is a smash spot uh, for Mike last, Williams in what could be a high-scoring game. Uh, you mentioned Hunter Renfro weeks. a couple last times. two weeks,
0: Vikings yeah. allowing an average of 51 points per game yeah. to wide receivers. Yeah,
1: they're, they're getting smoked. Yikes. Uh, like, Hunter that's enough Renfro. for him
0: and Keenan to go off. Yes.
1: Yep. Renfro, who I like to call Wes Welker light, Right I mean, he's been very good uh, this season, and he, he's, he's got awesome. a decent floor. he's got a decent floor, too, right I mean he's giving you like 10, 12 points. and now you know, without rugs, that's even more targets potentially that are going in his direction. I don't think Deshaun Jackson's going to affect that uh, terribly. Uh, the matchup's very good against the chiefs. Cole Beasley. Now keep in mind he's banged up. so make sure you keep tabs on his status, but 34 targets in the last three games. That leads the bills, okay? and they have Stefan Diggs, and they have Emmanuel Sanders, and it's been Cole Beasley, who had the all-time PPR stat line last week. What did he have, like eight catches for 30 yards or something? I mean, it was awful, but who cares? Uh, he's getting those targets. And then this is the dart throw. I thought that got was his game, off. too. Yeah. yeah. It, 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 well, he, he, had a, he had a career year last year, uh, and then ever since Dawson Knox has been out, I mean, Cole Beasley's been good. If you need to throw a dart, And you got four teams off, and you got injuries, so you could throw a dart. Marvin Jones Jr., the Colts have allowed the fifth most fantasy points to wide receivers in the last three weeks. And 11 have scored at least 12 points against them on the season. So Marvin Jones is somebody that, again, if you're throwing darts, maybe you throw one uh, with Marvin Jones.
0: I got to tell you, I've got teams where I've been apparently throwing darts for a good portion of the season because (laughs) I have a lot of shears of Marvin Jones Jr., and he's played – more than I would have liked. But yes, I mm-hmm. agree that this is a good week for him. What about tight ends that you like?
1: Uh, Dalton Schultz, how about them Cowboys? Uh, the Falcons uh, defense has a lot of 14-plus fantasy points to all three of the fantasy-relevant tight ends they've faced. So, which means if they've faced a good tight end, that tight end has put up some pretty good numbers. And Schultz has had a pretty good floor uh, as well. Noah Fant uh, is eligible to come back from COVID-19 this yes. week. And you got the Eagles. That's a really good matchup. The Eagles gave up 10 plus points to three tight ends last week with the Chargers. I mean, that's crazy. Fabulous. They're
0: allowing the most points to tight end on the season, 19 a game. And then they're getting worse, not better. So in the last four, they're averaging 24 in the last two, they're averaging 28. Like all Mm -hmm. of this is trending in the wrong direction or the right direction. If you're a Noah Fant manager.
1: Yep. And then one last one, uh, Dan Arnold, who, has become a target's machine for the Jaguars. You could play him against the Colts. Unlocking the cage. The legacy of Frankie Edgar, one of the hardest working, overachieving fighters in the history of the sport. He was too small for 55, he beat BJ Penn and became champion. He's the Rocky of MMA. Count him out and watch what he can do. I believe he should retire. If there was a belt for guts, he'd be the champion forever. That's what I think about Frankie Edgar, And he deserves it for sure. He'll be remembered as one of the hardest workers in the history of mixed martial arts. Tuesday through Friday from 2 to 5 p.m. Eastern.
0: Or maybe you're putting together a DFS roster. And you need some people at lower price points to make the guys that you really, really want to fit into your roster fit from a price point standpoint. We are here to help you with that. Mm-hmm. Fabs, we have some low end plays for you for week 10, starting with the quarterback position. Who do you think falls into this category for you?
1: I mean Big Ben's in the in the low end when when people are oh. comparing him to the, to the tin man, right? Ooh. I mean like, I don't I mean, even know if that's a
0: low end that I feel comfortable playing, which it's is Detroit. where we are with Big Ben.
1: Play the Lions.
0: Yeah, but he's like his ceiling's like thirteen.
1: Uh I, I would hope his ceiling's a little bit better than that against Detroit. I think he can give you two fifty and, and two touchdowns, right? I mean it's it's Detroit. But maybe I don't know. Maybe I'm wrong. Uh, but you, you wanted low end. So we're giving you low end. Trevor Lawrence <laughs> I didn't say is gross.
0: Put, I didn't say like well, people it, I don't actually. Low end is kind
1: of there is a little <laughs> uh, gross. It's a good uh, matchup. To low end. Trevor Lawrence has got a good matchup. The Colts actually been really bad against the pass. And this is a, a potential negative game script for the Jags. Uh, not that I trust Lawrence, but you want low end. This is what you have. Low end.
0: OK, uh, how about how do we feel about Teddy Bridgewater?
1: I, I mean the Eagles' defense. The, the Eagles' defense, I like, gave it up last week, but that was Herbert. Um, I guess I, I have, I have Teddy B ranked ahead of both Roethlisberger and Lawrence this week. Okay,
0: Teddy Bridgewater, fifty five hundred dollars, by the way, on DraftKings. Um, Herbert went to town against the Eagles last week, right? Thirty one points. He was QB one. Um, mm-hmm. the Eagles' pasty, not just against guys of Herbert's caliber, which Teddy Bridgewater is not. It's been a disaster. They've allowed five quarterbacks to complete 80 plus percent of their passes. Teddy's yep. coming off his best game of the year, 21 points against Dallas. Uh, don't love the fact that he only put up 12 in week eight to Washington, but this is a good matchup. I think it's a possible 20 point game for Teddy, and I like him at that price point in particular. What about some running backs that we can find a little bit lower down the lists?
1: Mark Ingram, if he's the guy for the Saints this week, we don't know what the status of Alvin Kamara is. Uh, he's going to be uh, a, pretty, a pretty good player at a lower price point. Jordan Howard against the Broncos. Like, okay, let's go from practice squad to the starting running back. And they, they've, they've gone up what? 10 percentage points in the last two weeks in terms of how many uh, rush attempts they've had since Miles Sanders got hurt, which makes no that? sense.
0: Wouldn't run no with sense. Sanders. We thought maybe it was going to be Boston Scott. Um, I went and grabbed some Boston Scott. Is it Scott? It wasn't Scott. It's Howard. It's Howard. Howard. And it's it's a lot of rushing volume. So thanks for that Eagles. Ingram, by the way, is $4,500. Yep.
1: JD McKissick against the Buccaneers with Antonio Gibson, uh, who could struggle because they're not going to, they're not going to give him a a whole lot of opportunities uh, based on what the Buccaneers have done against the run this season. And JJ Taylor could be in that mix too. Right. Ramondre Stevenson's hurt. Damian Harris is hurt. We're not sure if either one is going to be able to play this weekend. Brandon what? Bolden's in that mix as well.
0: How do you even pre- try and predict anything that the Patriots are going to do? Because Ramondre Stevenson is either inactive or like very good.
1: Mm-hmm. So
0: why is he inactive on the games that he's inactive? Anyway, I don't. It's it's don't Belichick. Know if but if you, if, if, if you whittle Patriot's it down to back. two
1: and it's just J.J. Taylor and Brandon Bolden, it's a lot easier to predict who's going to get the touches there.
0: Oh, boy. How about Dearness Johnson at $4,700 if Chubb cannot go, and this obviously depends on his COVID situation. uh, Mm -hmm. The last time that Johnson started, he had 22 rushes for 146 yards. That's a 6.6 yard per attempt. He had a touchdown. He had two catches for 22 yards. He had 24 fantasy points for those of us who were smart enough to slide him on into the starting Like Rhodes was, that's right know I was he's available mm-hmm. still in 30% of ESPN leagues and the Patriots allow a lot of receptions to running backs yes, so we could see yep. him used in that way what about wide receivers
1: well I mean you wouldn't know it from last week but the Titans actually they give it up to wide receivers typically right I mean Cooper Cup had a good game uh, but they were throwing the ball so much he almost had to Robert Woods had a good game Van fan Jefferson not so much but Marcus Calloway Deontay Harris uh, Harris actually was the better of the two Uh, Last week, in terms of the targets, Uh, both guys worth a look. Donovan Peoples-Jones against the Patriots. What do the Patriots like to do? Take away the opposition's number one threat. If Nick Chubb's not playing, the number one threat could be Jarvis Landry, which would leave Donovan Peoples-Jones with some opportunities. I don't love DPJ overall, but I think you can play him uh, if if you're looking for a cheap option. James Washington, as we mentioned, uh, will likely end up seeing more opportunities with Chase Claypool out. And then Brandon Ayuk. Not that I love the matchup because I really don't, and I don't particularly love Brandon Ayuk either. I mean, but he had had a couple of good games in a row, especially last week. Uh, and if the Niners are playing from behind, and Jalen Ramsey is putting his defensive blanket on Debo, well, uh, Ayuk could end up seeing a, a few more opportunities.
0: Tight ends.
1: Well, you talked yeah. about
0: Pat Fryermuth. Okay, Pat Fryermuth yep. is thirty nine hundred dollars. Considering what he's actually done in the last few weeks, and thirty nine hundred dollars is really low for other positions. It's not as low for a tight end, but it's still really low. Three straight mm-hmm. double digit games. He was tight end one last week with twenty one points.
1: Yep. Yeah, he, he was very two hundred dollars
0: uh, more than Ricky Seals Jones. I mean, yeah. of the two, that's so obvious. No, no right? doubt,
1: no doubt. And, and then, but Seals Jones. I mean, Logan Thomas. We don't know if he's going to come back this week. It, it looked like he 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 might, and now it seems maybe. Uh, that, that he won't be back this week, but the matchup's right against the Bucks, And then rog- Rob Gronkowski, I mean, I don't know if he's going to be uh, available this week. And if Godwin can't go, hopefully that's not the case, but O.J. Howard would be uh, in the mix here as a potential um, bargain at tight end. But I think uh, Fryermuth is, 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 the, is the gem, let's put it that way, of the tight end uh, bargains for the weekend for DFS. And if you pick them up in a redraft uh, off the waiver wire, I think you're probably feeling pretty good.
0: Um, also just a note, since you brought up Logan Thomas, go get him off the waiver wire. He's available in 44% of Yahoo Mm -hmm. leagues. So even if he doesn't come back this week, he is coming back soon. He was a top seven tight end before he got hurt. All right. Hope that that is helpful. If you enjoyed this episode and you want to hear more, please give us a five-star rating and leave a review. Subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Pandora, wherever you get your podcasts. The NFL Roadshow is also available on the SXM app. Free for most subscribers. Just download it today and tap podcasts. For video clips of the show and more, follow me on Twitter, Lindsay underscore Roads. I'm also on Instagram at Lindsay Rhodes NFL. The NFL Roadshow is part of the Series XM Podcast Network. The executive producer is Andrew Emmer. Andy King is the director of sports podcasting for Sirius XM. And a special thanks to SiriusXM's senior vice president of sports programming and podcasting, Steve Cohen. And we'll be back here on Monday to see if we were right about any of this. Have a great weekend. Enjoy the games.
1: Sex Podcasts.